Welcome to Future Docs Podcast. My name is Dr. Mazzani. I'm a family physician and the chief clinical officer at AC Medical and co-host of Future Docs Podcast. And I'm your other co-host, Cody Fan, a healthcare writer and editor at AC Medical. I invite you all to watch the video form of this podcast by visiting our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash AC Medical org. Today's episode, episode 31, researching residency programs. Oftentimes, when meeting with our members here at AC Medical for the first meeting, their plan usually encompasses applying for multiple specialties, uh, as Dr. Mazzani kind of touched lightly on in our previous episode to look at the data of what happens if you were to apply to multiple specialties during the main match. From the initial meeting, we tend to redirect all of our members toward one specific specialty for the NRMP main match itself. With that being said, Dr. Mazzani, is there a magic number of programs that I should be looking to apply to? Thank you, Cody. It depends on what type of applicant you are. And so for our fellow U.S. medical seniors, that number has, has slightly gone up over the years from the mid-20s to the mid-30s. And some U.S. seniors are applying to, you know, over 100 programs, you know, and they, they probably have their own reasons to do so. So there are some tools uh, for our U.S. seniors uh, that AAMC has put out, and they call it uh, Apply Smart. And there's a, a concept of a point of diminishing return. And so based on the specialty that you're applying to, they have a graph of, you know, historically, how many people, if they've applied to more than this number, did they really match or not match? And does that really make a statistical significant difference um, or not? At the end of the day, if you're a candidate, what, what it really comes down to is is the, the cost. And so if, if you want to apply to more programs, it just costs you more. It doesn't hurt you. If you are an international medical graduate, there's a lot, lot, lot more things that for you to worry about. And it's, you know, at least double as hard for you to get in. And we, we can tell that by the NRMP match results and the significantly lower match success rate of international medical graduates. So when I say significant, I mean, it drops from, you know, 93, 94% for US seniors down to about you know, anywhere between 55 to 60%, depending on the year. So for those individuals, the problem is that a lot of them apply to a lot of programs, but their applications have significant red flags that they're not addressing. And they believe that by just applying to more programs, it's going to help, but it doesn't. But for them, typically what I've seen for those that have a pretty complete application, my recommendation to those international medical graduates is, is 200 programs if with a complete application, because we're really looking at, you know, anywhere between six to seven interviews in a single specialty. So 200 programs in one specialty. And the more red flags that you have, I say that there's more attempts. If you have two or three attempts on one of the US MLEs, you're automatically, historically, that's dropped the chances of, of both securing interviews and, and, and matches anywhere between 80 to 95, 96, 97%. That means that you know if you're applying to 100 programs, you're only applying to, what, five to 20 programs, right? So if that's the case, you have no choice but to apply to 600 programs. And that's, you know, that's a $15,000, $16,000 commitment. So again, lots of things to think about, but uh, the number of applicants really depends on what your application has to offer and, and the red flags in it. Now, some programs do have screening factors such as graduation, step exam attempts, and other possible red flags that they may deem as a red flag. Should those programs be considered in any way, shape, or form, or should you just go ahead and skip over it in terms of cost? I'll tell you what, for, for myself, if 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 I thought like that, I wouldn't be in either my PGY1 that, that I secured or my PGY2. I just wouldn't qualify. As a matter of fact, I applied to them during a regular match and I did not get in, but then I got in through other means. 
Uh, and then once I got in, I understood why that happened to me. So the worst is the money that you have to pay to apply to programs. So the worst that is going to hit you with is up to $26 per program. If you're applying to 31 or more programs in, in that single specialty. So th that's it. There's, there's, there's nothing else that you, you gotta worry about. So getting through that filter means you have to be there too. Your application has to be there for them for it to be filtered or not. If you don't apply, you're absolutely being filtered, obviously by your own doings. If you apply, there is definitely a chance. There is a chance where your application is going to be looked at. Now, assuming that it doesn't get looked at through the, you know, regular process that they have, maybe, maybe they are, they do put some filters on through ERAS and say, Hey, USMLE is this score, or, you know, your graduation, this, just take all these out and just show me these. Sure. However, what about those people that pick up the phone and get on the phone and speak with the residency coordinator and ask them, would you please take a look at my application? And believe it or not, seven, eight times out of 10, they will go ahead and take a look at that application. And you just got through those filters, but you wouldn't have been there had you not applied. And if you don't apply to those programs, exactly on the first day of residency application download by the programs, then they're going to know that there's something wrong with your application. So apply to them, save that $26 somewhere else. You know, don't go to, uh, you know, eat, eat, eat home a couple more extra nights. Don't go out and go to a restaurant or, or save some other way. But you know, that's $26 very well spent. If your application can handle it, don't just blindly keep applying to programs, especially if you've already applied to let's say hundred on September 29th. You didn't get any interviews and then you wait till December 1st and you apply to another 300. That is the best way to lose six to $7,000. So if you got, if you know that that could potentially be the issue and you're going to find yourself where you don't want to be left without interviews, if you could afford to apply to 300 programs on December 1st, figure out a way to apply to those programs on September 29th. The next question I have for you, Dr. Mazzani, in terms of researching residency programs, does it matter during the application process or should I just aim to cast a wide enough net and then filter out during the rank order list and so on? I, again, it really has to do with, with what kind of candidate you are. If you're a U.S. medical senior, it, it really, you, you're qualified to apply to everywhere across the country. Most international medical graduates, most non-U.S. international medical graduates can also apply widely across the country. And California used to be, be an issue and that's no longer an issue. New York is really just an issue for, for those that have gone to Caribbean medical schools. So if you're a, now if you're a US IMG, then you have to be a lot more careful because when you look at your application, you also have to consider, well, all right, let's say that I do get an interview, you know, can I be licensed in that state if that state requires some sort of a training license? So what our recommendation is, I would much rather you have the interviews than you decide whether you want to go to that interview or not, right? To spend your time wisely on the states that you got the interview in and then figure out whether you qualify for licensure there or not. So that's, and, and even if you don't qualify for full licensure, the, the, the policies for training licensure may be completely different, but at least you've narrowed down from having to research 50 states, right? And, and, and many more jurisdictions down to uh, know, hopefully four or five states, but you've, you've casted a wide enough net so that, that 
you know, enough programs, see your application, and then you get interviews, and you may get two to three interviews in one single state. But at least that way, you're you're fine tuning your your research, and you're not really researching the programs. You're really researching whether you're licensable in that state, and if you match in there, can you hold on to it? I think that's more important. So to our international medical graduate friends, uh, I think they will go anywhere, right? I think they will. Most of them, not not all, and but but most of them will go anywhere and 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 apply to residency, and they'll start and they'll finish anywhere. To our U.S. medical senior friends, of course, you know you could be a lot more selective because you have a 93, 94% chance of matching anyways. And if you're an international medical graduate and you want to be selective, and that's perfectly fine, you have your own reasons to do so. If you have to select, pick the states where A, you could, you make sure that you hold on to your license. And if you have questions, please go to sign up for a 15 minute free consult with us so I can, I can explain this properly to you. And Secondly, go to states where you have some sort of foundation, family, friends, uh, because that really looks good in an interview or where you've done clinical rotations. And th those are those are just you know, some rough ways of, of researching which states you want to apply to. If you're really dead set on specific qualities in a program, you know, they better be really, really good reasons, you know, where you're trying to research particular aspects of a program because you have to always ask yourself, is it worth me not matching? You know, is it worth me not matching? Is that, do I have an entire year to do this all over again? Just, you know, for our U.S. medical seniors, if you go through the match, you know, you have a 93, 94% chance of matching. Once you graduate and you do not match, your chances of matching drops to 50%, right? And so really make your decision wisely and how, you know, which programs you decide to apply to or, or how much you try to limit the number of programs you apply to. And so when it comes to fine-tuning after I've had my residency interviews and selecting from them, what should I be looking for when researching compatibility with the residency programs? Are there any telltale signs of strong programs, malignant programs, or neutral programs? Well, there's definitely no shortage of, of candidates trying to figure that out. But at the end of the day, I think you're, you have to assume that there's going to be some malignant people in in every residency program. And you have to assume that their job is not to make sure you graduate, but their job is to make sure that those that should not graduate do not. And you know, the, the more insight that you have and what potential problems could be, and the more of those issues you deal with right now, the, the less you're gonna worry about which residency program you end up with in. Unless, again, you have a very, very specific reason about why you need to be in a specific residency program. It's residency. I mean, it's not fun. It's, you know, for, I, I was I, I was not happy for three years. I, I was not happy at all. And but you got to tough it out. You got to get it done. And and it's what all of us have gone through. There's a million physicians in the U.S. We've all done it, you know, and then you can do it, too. So just learn how to cope. Learn how to cope as long as it's not, you know, unreasonable, but learn how to cope. There's there's rules that will protect you. Get proper mentors. And, you know, my mentors help save me, you know, and, and, and you can do the same thing. So prepare yourself. Don't be afraid of dealing with challenges. Just deal with those challenges right now where it's not as impactful, you know, thicken up your skin. And then once you do that, when you get into residency, you'll be such a greater leader and, and you'll be, you know, who knows, maybe you'll be the next chief resident, regardless of what the residency program is. That concludes this feature docs. 31st podcast episode. If you're listening to the podcast, be sure to watch the video form on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash acmedicalorg. Thank you so much, Cody, for your time. And thank you for everybody being here. And if you have any questions, please uh, email us at podcasts at uh, acmedical.org. It's podcast singular, not plural, at acmedical.org or visit our website at acmedical.org.
thank you for your time, Cody, and thank you for your time, everybody, for being here. Thank you for your time as well, Dr. Mazzani. And to our future docs, we will catch you next week. Bye-bye.